0: The Braves have just picked up one of the best first basemen in baseball, and there's
1: no celebrating. I've been here four years. I'm entering my fifth. This is the hardest decision transaction that I've had to make.
0: Welcome to the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Jay Black, joined by our AJC Braves beat reporter and co-host of this podcast, Justin Toscano, and our columnist, Mark Bradley. Of course, this episode is going to be all about one of the most monumental trades by the Braves in years. Matt Olson is in from Oakland. Freddie Freeman is out. And, and, Justin, you said in your tweet Monday afternoon that uh, this podcast would be therapy, so is everything going to be okay?
2: We're going to sort it all out, Braves fans. I know it doesn't feel okay right now. Braves fans are going kind of through that funeral process, that mourning process. But Maddelson's one of the best first basemen in baseball, and I think once the hurt feelings and, and kind of that mourning ends, a lot of people are going to see that at Truist Park this season.
3: No, I think it's all over. The um, you know The Braves will never win again. <laughs> That's a
0: joke. On that note, uh, we will dig into to why uh, uh, Marcus Mark is, is, is pessimistic that there will be no wins in 2022. <laughs> Did yeah. the Braves do the right thing? What happens next? And why Atlanta's GM could barely get through his press conference without choking up. This is the Braves Report presented by Kroger. All right, quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, please follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so, you know, by now the trade, of course, the Braves get Matt Olson for Christian Pache, catching prospects Shea Langoliers and pitchers Ryan Cusick and Joey Estes. They all go to Oakland. So here's Alex Anthopoulos on what happened.
1: Excited to have him, and uh, it's obviously tough to part with a lot of really good young talent. Um, but, you know, it's been tough. It's been a challenging offseason just with – Having a short amount of time, game starting Friday, you know, first base has been something we've been, you know, wanting to settle, and it felt like it needed to be the first domino for our off season because we have other things to do. And a little more on Olson. obviously a, a very good player. Uh, I think the performance speaks for itself. Defense, offense, um, what we know of the makeup, the person, the character. Um, you know, he he certainly checks all those boxes. Um, you know, one of the best young first basemen in the game. So, and that's why it was so expensive.
0: All right, so there's there's a ton to unpack, of course, with Freddie. But let's start like how we would if this was just a normal trade. Justin, is it a good trade?
2: I think so because you you look at the prospect hall and they gave up a ton. But this is a team with a lot of young talent. You look at Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies. You still have Danzeby Swanson, Austin Riley. The window there is very much still open and if they were not going to re-sign Freddie Freeman, we will talk about that. As you said, you can debate whether that's right, whether that's wrong, whether that's dumb, whatever. But if they knew they were not going to re-sign Freddie Freeman, this was the best backup plan. Um, and it was going to cost them. And and really, the A's made it hurt. The A's got a haul. Um, it is a great deal for the A's. But look, it's a great deal for the Braves, too, if they can keep that contending window open. Um, Matt Olson's a guy who... His five wins above replacement last year ranked in the top 20 in baseball. Um, He would have led the Braves in that category last year. This is a very good player with two years of control. And let's assume because the Braves, and I I know it's tough to assume this, but because the Braves gave up that prospect package, that they probably feel like they've got a pretty decent shot to re-sign him or at least going to try now, with the Freddie Freeman situation, you, you don't have much confidence in that right now, but it's it's a good trade for them. They couldn't afford to let Freddie Freeman get away and replace him with a sub-bar first baseman, and they, they didn't do that. This was the best replacement they could have found um, unless they were to go on the market and get somebody like Anthony Rizzo, but Matt Olson is one of the game's best first basemen.
3: Mark, what grade do you give the Braves here? Um, I would give them an A because largely because in you know they're in politics, there's something that's known as getting out ahead of the story. Uh, the fact that the Braves signed Olson before Freeman had signed elsewhere um, makes this look, you know it, it, it softens the blow of I mean basically they're saying, look, we know we weren't going to get him, but here's what we got instead. And he's an all-star too. And I think that that's uh, strategically, that was that's what makes this an A move, is that they prepared their electorate, so to speak, for, uh, for what was coming, and, and uh, they offered a solution before the problem actually arose.
0: I'm trying to think of a, a comparable sort of day, Mark, that, that we've had here, where a lot of people give the Braves an A grade, and yet a lot of people – very unhappy and the GM's choking up
3: you can't take the the human feeling out of out of baseball as much as you know analytics and money counting and that sort of thing unless you, it's as much as we try to make it a dollars and cents and and numbers and decimal points sport it, it, it's there's a human element to it too and Freddie Freeman's one of the one of the most admired Atlanta Braves ever, but you know it, it wasn't so well. It was long it was a while ago, but I remember it when the Braves actually traded Dale Murphy to Philadelphia. This was a Murphy that was past his prime, and yet it and and the Braves weren't winning at the time. But at the same time, everybody was in almost in mourning because it was it was Murph.
0: Now obviously the writing's on the wall here, Freddie's gone, and Alex, because of tampering rules or whatever, said he couldn't come out and just say that. But it was clear he was having a really hard time with this.
1: Yeah, sure. But I you know I can't get into that. So um you know it's a tough deal.
0: And a little more.
2: Alex, have you ever had a move in your career that's had so much emotion wrapped nope. up in the- not even close. I mean, I
1: know we can get it. So I got I gotta ask, why? I mean, you just, you know, it's um, make trading tough players away and um, making big trades, and um, you get attached.
0: Justin, you were in that scrum uh, down there, and uh, you are in Northport, Florida. That was not the press conference of a man who just landed his all-star first baseman.
2: No, no, I've, I've never seen anything like it. You will rarely see anything like it. Um, Alex Anthopoulos, head a little bit hung, hat you know, hat on his head, kind of, um, you know, he, he teared up at, at a certain point, got kind of choked up. Uh, you can't, you know, he I would say he would be a psychopath if he could fake that emotion. Uh, you really can't. And I think you could tell just the amount of strain that had gone into the situation for him in terms of having to come to that conclusion. And remember, he's... Alex Anthopoulos is the face of the franchise in the sense that he has to be accountable for moves like these. But that's not his money. That's Liberty Media's money, and he's reporting to somebody above him. And so when when these tough decisions have to get made, it's tough. Because like you said, I mean, Freddie Freeman, like Mark alluded to, Freddie Freeman is one of the most admired Braves ever. Uh, you could ask people around the league, and nobody would have a bad word to say about Freddie Freeman. That's a guy you want on your team 100% you know, the time. And I think um, you really saw that in, in Alex's face there. And, and you heard it in his words and, and how tough it was to part with somebody like that. That wasn't a guy who wanted to move on from his franchise player this early. You can tell that there was, you know, some earnest there. And, and we'll learn more a little bit, you know, in the future when we can discuss these things a little bit more. But how much of a push the Braves made, how close they were. Uh, but, you could tell this really took a toll on Alex. Um, and I think, you know, he's obviously gonna get a lot of the criticism from Braves fans, but like I said earlier, if there was going to be a situation where Freddie Freeman got away, this is actually the best possible outcome. And now, you know, in a couple minutes we can discuss the reasons Braves fans, you know, I I think should be upset and should be really mad. But I think Alex's emotion was real there that's what you get when you have somebody who is as respected on and off the field as Freddie Freeman who means as much to the organization who is you know even at the age of 32 was having his best years and was still productive and had just come off of winning a World Series and now he's gone uh, a huge piece that you, you don't replace that um, no matter who you put in there no matter how many wins above replacement they have. Um, no matter how good Matt Olsen is on both sides you don't replace somebody like Freddie Freeman and I think you saw that in Alex's face and you heard it in his words
3: the one one thing I would say about Alex here is that uh, in large measure he was responsible for the team winning the World Series last year the we can if if it had not been for the four outfielders he uh, he landed uh, just before and at the uh, the trading deadline you know, they, might, they don't even make the playoffs last year. Instead, he gets four outfielders. They all do something huge in, in the postseason. Uh, Soler is the MVP of the World Series. Rosario is the MVP of the LCS. Peterson, Mr. Pearls, would have been the uh, uh, MVP of the Division Series if they had one. And uh, Adam Duvall was really good, too, and he's still here. So, it, you know, I think... Alex bought himself so much credibility with what he did last year that uh, I I think even if if Braves fans are angry uh, or saddened over this, and and I'm sure they are, um, at some point you have to trust your general manager. And I I think that that Anthopoulos has proved to be somewhat trustworthy.
0: And Anthopoulos said it became clear on Sunday night that they were going to have to move on. The deal got done on Monday and. I thought this this soundbite was pretty telling about how the decision was going.
1: Try to put the team together with payroll and things like that. You're always trying to balance that. I know, obviously, fans are always going to want more. Front offices are always going to want more. Our payroll's going up. It's been the highest it's ever been in the history of the Braves each year I've been here. Um, Obviously, we went back in 20 um, compared to what we were in 2019, but we got back there by the end of 21. So we've climbed. I know it's a topic. Um, I I get it, but we continue to climb. But, look, there's a limit to how high we're going to go. Um, and I'm going to work within that. You know, I've never been one to complain and um, I'm happy with the relationship and all the resources that, that I get from T- Terry McGurk and um, whatever resources we have, I'm going to do my best to put the best club on the field. But that make that means making some tough calls.
0: Mark, is it fair to say that uh, Alex did not get as many resources as he wanted for this deal?
3: Um, it, it could be that Freeman's price just went over and beyond uh, what they wanted to do. I, I, and I and I'm without knowing for sure. I, I would also say that I think it was more a year's thing with Freeman than it was the price. And and I know it was that way with Josh Donaldson uh, two years ago. And uh, I'm I'm thinking that's what happened here because as much as you'd love to give Freddie Freeman all he wants, uh, if you give him a six years contract, then you're you're not just paying. The 32-year-old Freddie Freeman, you're going to end up having to pay the 36 and 37-year-old Freddie Freeman.
0: It is hard, though, to imagine that this was four months ago. It might get me
4: in trouble,
2: but re-sign Freddie. And lastly, Dansby said it best: re-sign Freddie. We have a special group here, and we sign Freddie no matter what. Let's go.
0: That was from the parade. Obviously, that did not work out. So, Justin, what happens to Freddie now?
2: Yeah, he. Um, I'm going to touch on that. I, th- I think um, I agree with what Mark said in terms of the years. Uh, you look at it logically like that, um, and that was certainly a reported sticking point over the past you know, few months. People had mentioned that. But I think that's where Braves fans, you hear those parade clips, and I think that's where most of the anger and the upset and hurt feelings are going to come from is because it never it probably never should have gotten to this point. And I think if you're a Braves fan, that's probably what you you look back on is that 2 years ago they could have given him an extension or worked on something. A year ago they could have done something. They probably never should have let him get to free agency and that's why his price kept climbing. I mean, he had a productive season last year and then you let him get to free agency, there are other suitors, the price gets driven up even more. Um now, I mean, he it's anybody's ball game i mean he's an la native they were reporting you know the dodgers reportedly really interested in him the blue jays are reportedly making a huge push um, for him others you know are interested like the yankees it- it's anyone's ball game but i think if you're a braves fan you hope he doesn't go to the dodgers i mean i think the al alternatives would make it hurt a little bit less but this is a guy who showed he he isn't really slowing down um now he might slow down uh, in the future in the next couple years, but that's about as good of an age 31, 30, you know, 32 season that, that he could have had last year. And so whoever signs him is getting a very, very good player. Uh, that doesn't mean that this trade won't work out for the Braves, but I think that's one of the points of contention with fans is that not only is a beloved player getting away, but it's not like you could argue he was really slowing down a ton.
3: Uh, one thing I would say, though, is, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Freddie says after he signs somewhere, because this is a guy who, when he was very young, uh, back in 2014, he signed away his right to be a free agent for the next eight years. So this this is this was going to be the first big time he he could, um, you know, he would be on the open market, and. You know, that, that's his right as a baseball player. And I think it might also have been uh, what he really wanted to do. That, uh, you know, let's see how much other people think I'm worth. And it just so happened to coincide with uh, with the year the Braves won the World Series. And he was part of all that. So I don't know that the Braves didn't try to keep Freeman. I think that there was there may have been a part of Freeman, though, that just wanted to see what would happen if he did finally become a free agent.
0: I mean, he you know he could have made the choice to stay and sacrifice who knows how many millions.
3: Yeah, he, he'd already done that once. So uh, you know, I can I can see why he would want to look around. But I can also see why, if the the years and the price went beyond what the Braves were prepared to do, I I can see why they would say, well, let's see, uh, let's see about getting Matt Olson.
0: The Braves report is brought to you by Kroger and. We know this baseball team had a tough decision to make, and I also know that everybody listening to this podcast has got some tough decisions to make when it comes to gas. Prices are at record highs. It is a miserable experience at the pump right now, but here's one thing that will help becoming a Kroger Boost member, because Kroger Boost members get two times the fuel points now, plus free delivery on Kroger Grocery. So you get to save money on gas, you get to save time, and you get to save money on free delivery. Plus, you get more benefits and more savings, all of this for as little as 59 bucks a year. So go to Kroger.com boost to enroll. That is Kroger.com boost. All right, Matt Olson, obviously, he's from Parkview High School in Lilburn, and he had this to say to Baseball on Fanatics View on YouTube. So when I was growing up, Chipper Jones was the guy in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta. Um, you know, I, I grew up trying to replicate his toe tap. So, I mean, you know, you got the hometown guy coming back. How will he
2: fit in in Atlanta? Very, very well. I think it's going to be any challenge he has isn't going to be of his doing. Um, he's a tremendous player on both sides, and I expect him to perform well, especially because he's entering a clubhouse that you hear, by all accounts, is one of the reasons they've been so successful uh, during this streak of, you know, division titles and then the World Series. So any challenge he has – isn't going to be anything of his doing. It's going to be because his name isn't Freddie Freeman. No one is Freddie Freeman. But I think Matt Olsen's going to fit in well. Look, he's an Atlanta kid. Um, like he said, grew up a Braves fan, the hometown kid coming back. It's a great story, especially if he makes good on it and keeps playing at an all-star level. Um, he's got two gold gloves. He is a slugger. He fits very well you know, into the lineup. The Braves <laughs> really got a good one. It's just... He isn't Freddie Freeman. And that's okay. I just think it's gonna take a little bit of time for people to ease up on him. But give him some time, people. I think he's I think he's gonna be just okay.
0: Mark, if you if you trust war as the uh, all encompassing stat, he was better than Freddie last year by more than more than one win a game or one win a season.
3: Yeah, um Freddie got off to the bad start last year mm-hmm. as we recall and, and war is a cumulative stat. But I mean he you know, he was hitting one ninety what two months into the season and and then you know me and freddie he finally gets going and ends up hitting a 300 but i I, th- I think that you know there are other first basemen other than freddie freeman there aren't many that are in his league but uh olsen would be one of them just off the the last year and i and i think that you know this is the kind, this is the kind of plan b that the the braves have shown before they um, they showed it with, um, with Marcelo Zuno when uh, uh, Donaldson signed with the Twins. They showed Plan B, C, D, E, and F last year yeah. when they went out and got their outfielders. So, you know, I, there's a reason Anthopoulos is a, is a you know, his teams tend to win. He's a really good general manager. And, and I think, uh, you know, as, as we say of point guards in basketball, he sees the whole floor. This is pretty impressive to get a player like that before cool. Freddie Freeman has even decided where he's going to go.
2: Yeah, and I would I would agree with Mark there. And um, I, it's interesting because I saw somebody on Twitter. It was actually just a random fan say they were talking about their feelings on, on the trade. And they said it hurts to lose Freddie, but that... They still have, they still love all of the young players and are kind of having fun rooting for those guys and, and those guys leading them into the future. And that brings up an interesting point because I think, like, it's going to hurt for Braves fans, you know, not having Freddie Freeman, seeing him wear another uniform, not seeing him at first base at Truist Park. But Matt Olson is a terrific first baseman. Uh, he's almost five, he's about five years younger than Freddie Freeman is. Um, so in that way, he probably meshes better with the young core. Freddie Freeman was going to slow down eventually. and that's taking that's not taking anything away from him. That's just saying Olsen is half a decade younger than Freddie Freeman is. And so in terms of your quote unquote, window and, and when you want, you know, when you think you can contend, this is a great move for the Braves., um, and I know that's some crazy spin because it probably doesn't feel like that to a lot of people right now because there are probably a lot of mixed feelings, but, Matt Olsen is a great piece for them and they've still got so many young players um, that are leading them into the future. And just because it doesn't ha- you know, just because it doesn't happen with Freddie Freeman doesn't mean it can't happen at all.
0: Olsen did have a career high, thirty nine homers, two seventy one, his best batting average, hundred and eleven RBIs, and two gold gloves, and made his first all star team last year. But Mark, he's got two years of, of control left. Did the Braves just kick this can down the road and have to give up some prospects to do it?
3: Yeah, two years of control is is, is good. That means you're not going to have to do this again next year. But you might have to do it the year after that. Uh, and, and they did give up a lot of... I, I mean, they they basically stripped the farm farm system for this. And, you know, the Braves farm system isn't what now isn't what it was a few years ago. So um, that may not be quite as big a deal as we think, that these aren't players on the order of Albies and Uh, Acuna and Swanson and uh, uh, Riley and and Freed and you know Anderson they had they had a pretty good farm system for a while but I I think that now that um, nothing comes for free and if they were going to get a guy like Matt Olson they were they knew they were going to have to overpay and and the A's have made a have a long history of of uh, trading guys who were Reaching before they reach peak values, so they can get other prospects and uh, and do it all over again. That that's the money ball way. And um, you know, I I, I I I was surprised that it took four prospects of, of this caliber. But uh, as Alex said, you know, this this got expensive, and and you weren't going to replace Freddie Freeman by um, trading away two 30-year-old relievers.
0: We'll talk about those prospects in just a second. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
4: When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. All
0: right, welcome back to the Braves Report, which is free for everybody because of the subscribers to the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Now, if you're subscribing to AJC.com on Monday, you would have been able to read Justin's breaking news and Mark Bradley's take, plus Gabe Burns' analysis almost like an hour after the deal went down. Plus, you get all the in-depth reporting that a biz, big city news organization has to offer. So if you want to join the community, please go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast, and your first month of unlimited digital access is just 99 cents. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast, so you always know what's really going on. Now, to the ransom the Braves had to give up, and... At least Justin, you did get to talk to um, Shea Langilleers last week and ask him why he felt he was closer to the big leagues. I think it's just you know being around those type of guys, how they go about every day, how how focused they are. Uh, we've been sitting on that kind of mediocre soundbite for two weeks, so we were able to get that on uh, Justin. But that's the that's the one that really hurts on this. Were you are you comfortable with them giving uh, Langilleers up?
2: Oh, I mean. To me, that's that's kind of the piece that pushes it over the edge a little bit, because Cusick and Estes were the Braves liked them. They you know they they were um, high on their development thus far, but Langoliers was a guy who performed very well at Double A. Um, he was on you know the the travel roster, basically the taxi squad throughout the postseason run. Um, I had heard he would. You know, they wanted to see a full season of him at Triple A before making any determinations on his big league future uh, and when he would crack the big, you know, debut. But this one, to me, I mean, you're talking about a guy who could, you know, could have been their number one prospect when lists were updated. Uh, and I think, uh, well, at least he and Michael Harris interchangeably, whoever you want to take, but he was pretty close to big league ready. And a lot of the prospects I talked to. <laughs> Said he was a big league catcher right now, uh, and that's that's tough. You're talking about trading a very highly regarded homegrown um, catcher, and it's it's difficult to develop those. Um, and so, to me, I was very surprised to see that name added because there were about uh, two or three names I didn't think would ever. Go, you know, in a trade. Um, and, and that was one of them, but like Alex said today, I mean, for a deal to be fair, uh, he said it's got to hurt. Um, and he said this one hurts. And I think, uh, look, the a point too here is that the Braves really had no leverage here. Um, I, everybody could see the writing on the wall. People in baseball talk, uh, and so when you have a guy, an outgoing, you know, a free agent like Freddie Freeman and another team. You're only going to be reaching out inquiring about a trade if you know you're not going to get that guy back, and the A's knew that, and, I, and they they did well. Um, and I'm not saying you know the Braves; it could have been a lot worse. But I was surprised to see Langille's name included. It does make sense because you're going to have to pay a steep price for multiple years of control for a first baseman like of Matt Olson's caliber. Um, but I was surprised, and I think. Um, yeah, any, any A's fan who needs to know anything about any of the four prospects that were just acquired in that trade should read the AJC's <laughs> minor league coverage from last week, because I feel like we touched on all those guys. I didn't think that Langoliers would ever be included. Uh, Cusick seemed like, you know, even though they thought highly of him, seemed like somebody who could be included in, in a future trade to bolster the big league roster. I just thought Langoliers might have been too close to the big leagues for them to uh, to feel comfortable with that. But, look, it was a steep price. They got a great player, uh, and it's going to hurt. Like Teams will make you pay, especially when they know you need a piece.
0: Mark, these were four of the Braves' top 16 prospects, according to MLB.com. But the farm system is not all that stocked. It's technically one of the worst in the majors, which is okay when your, base, when your major league team is the best in the majors. So that's okay. Uh, but will they miss anybody else in this deal
3: well I hate to bring up the mark Teixeira trade which like basically it. yeah which basically um, um, well I, that was among the worst that John Sherholtz ever made it was also among the last he ever made because <laughs> he, he stepped away from general managing after uh, after that season but you know that that trade basically made the Texas Rangers farm system and the Texas Rangers were in the 210 2010 2011 World Series so uh, largely because of that trade but I you know this this was exactly the kind of trade that the Braves were looking to be on the other side of during their years of rebuilding under under John Coppola and and John Hart uh, so it, it's kind of shocking to see them be the brokers in minor league uh, currency this time Um but it's, you know, again, this is, this is a special circumstances. They, this is a team that has made the playoffs four years in a row. They're not rebuilding anymore. They're, they're rebuilt. And now it's a question of, are, are we, you know, going to win the World Series again? And, um, you know, they just couldn't put out a replacement-level first baseman. They needed somebody on the order of a medals and I, I, I was I surprised that they gave up five, four of the top 13 or 14 or something. Yeah, because it's just like this is it's been so long the to share trade was 2007 I believe since the Braves have been part of a trade like this.
0: You know, my favorite bit of trivia from that uh, Mark Teixeira trade is and, and you guys I'm sure probably know this but um the Braves traded Mark Teixeira at the end of the next season to get Casey Kochman back and some minor league Yeah, pitcher who never I know anything. it I know this one yeah. And the the Angels let Teixeira go as a free agent to the Yankees, but got a compensation pick in the first round. Justin, do you know who they took with that compensation pick in the oh, first round?
2: Oh, God, I do not. That is Mike Trout. Oh, woof. So if
0: the Braves did not trade Mark Teixeira for Casey Kochman and some guy, they would have gotten that compensation pick. And
3: possibly Casey have... Kochman, there, 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 there was a first baseman. <laughs> You know the Braves went through a lot of first basemen there. Even uh, <laughs> you know in the in the post McGriff years, they they went through a lot of guys. It was Adam LaRoche, and then, free, and, then free, and a oh, bunch yeah, of others. Yeah, yeah. Rico Bronya for a while. Uh, they yeah they they went through. A who
0: was that? Of who was the Canadian that that was um, that took over after Casey Kochman That lasted. That was a big prospect and lasted like six weeks.
3: Oh, I I remember that guy. That, um, I remember that guy, but I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, oh, okay, I'm going to have to look it up.
2: Uh, Jay, so last week we were talking about a lot of competitive balance, uh, contending, spending on your team, uh, showing your fan base that you actually want to win, and we, we were talking about a lot of the new CBA, and it just kind of occurred to me that it almost feels weird to be breaking down, uh, like, if, if the Braves... Like I'm asking myself, did the Braves send too, you know, too much? Did they give away too much? And it almost feels weird to be talking about that because it's like, shouldn't we all praise a team that wants to keep its window open that that is going to trade prospects like this? You see so many teams that are prospect huggers and they they clutch them like pearls and they they it's like they're waiting ten years for the rebuild finally and they're waiting you know for the next wave of talent, but. You know, I know there's a a balance in there where you've got to be smart with it and you can't give up too much and you still need a good farm system, even if your big league team's good. But, I mean, like, thank God somebody's trying to win, right? I mean, I think, like, (laughs) that's – that's it's almost almost refreshing that a team, you know, that we can ask ourselves, oh, did they give up too much? And, I mean, because it's going to be a steep price to pay, one, as we've discussed – but we should, I think, like, it's just general people who watch baseball, baseball fans. Like, I think we should be appreciative of the fact that a team wants to win. We've seen a couple of those moves from different teams this week. And, um, you know, you see in an age where Orioles and the Pirates are waiting for just that one year where the next wave of prospects is going to come up and finally make the team watchable again. Look, the Braves made a move that is going to keep that window open, or you would think so, on paper. And I think that's something that you have to celebrate. Like, I know fans are not happy right now, and so it's like, you can throw the tomatoes at me later for even bringing this up, but I think it's, like, good that a team actually wants to win. Like, what a concept, right? Like Mark said, it's like, now the question is, can they win the World Series again this year? And by making a move like this, you know, they're really trying to put themselves there. They've, they would have had no shot if they didn't, you know, have a player like Olsen to replace Freeman. Um, they wouldn't have a chance at it. And so I think uh, I think eventually fans, like people have to be appreciative and respect the fact that Alex and co, you know, did did do that uh, and, and did put that together. Um, and that's not to lessen the pain of losing Freddie for people around the area. And I, I get that. And they did give up a lot, uh, especially, you know, Langleyers We've talked about all that. But, yeah, what a concept, trying to win.
0: And, and you can make a clear argument that Christian Pache is a fourth outfielder and will never hit enough. Great glove, no bat. Langoliers may end up as the same type of player. Great glove, little pop, can't hit enough. You know, Cusick and Estes have been very good in Augusta so far, but that's still a ball. they still got a long way to go there. And, Mark, you can argue the Braves could end up better on April 1st than they were on November 1st with the money they now have to play with that they save a little bit with um, Olsen's contract.
3: Well, um, I don't know about April 1st, maybe May 1st, if I keep the back by then. Oh, and uh, the the first baseman that we could not think of is the unforgettable Scott Thornton, yes. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, how quickly we forget. Um, but uh, um, Braves are trying to win the World Series. They just won the World Series. I mean that's a pretty good position to be in, and and um, I I understand completely, and I I mean I I yield to no one in my esteem for Freddie Freeman. I mean he's he's tremendous, uh, great guy, great player, but you know this is this is part of the deal. This is part of Major League Baseball, and and I, and I think that the Braves have gotten. Gotten pretty good at playing the uh, uh, at playing the games that that you need to uh, to do as a front office to put yourself in position of of having a chance to win the
2: World Series every year.
0: So Justin, what's next? That's the first year to drop. What's what do you think is going to happen next?
2: I mean, certainly they've got to fill out their outfield now. Like you said, um, because Matt Olson is a couple years before free agency, still in arbitration, they're going to save a lot on what they would have paid Freddie Freeman per year for the next couple seasons, even though Olsen will, you know, his salary will be high because he is very good, even in arbitration. And so you would have to think they'd fill out the outfield. They've got Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, and then um, Jorge Soler as free agents, as we speak uh, right now, unless something happened on Twitter in the last hour. Um, (laughs) They've got to fill out their outfield. They've got to do that. And they could even look outside of those three guys now because they're going to save money. You would think, I mean, Ian Anderson... Max Fried and uh, Charlie Morton no particular order look like the three locks for the rotation but um I think they've got to get another proven arm there another quality starter and then even you know filling out the bullpen if they don't feel good you know depth wise I think they're in a good spot in most cases because they have such a young a good young core of position players they have a couple good young starting pitchers I think it at at this point it's just adding but they need to add significantly in terms of quality in the outfield I would think um because you don't know you know Acuna's like Alex said today likely won't play in the field until late May and so they can't afford to mortgage you know almost two months of the season give or take uh so they've got to add you know significantly there I'm not saying superstar level but they've got to they've got to put quality together there which by the way I think you know we just saw a master class in last season from Alex. <laughs>
0: That's right where we will leave it. And by the way, we're going to promise we will settle into a regular schedule on uh, this year's podcast once the news slows down. But uh, hang with us as we build the show. And if you want to help help us make it grow, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. Mark, Justin, thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening to The Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
4: When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment...